please remember to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and hit the bell so that you get notified every time we drop an episode and you don't miss out on anything if you're about to listen please just subscribe you can always you know come back and unsubscribe if you don't like it but please subscribe first thank you do it right now right now hit the button (laughs) let's go Hi you guys, welcome to the Dirty Lab Podcast, a podcast about facts, figures and weird things from the past. I'm your host, Adisla. Can we start that? I have a better, <laughs> I have a better intro. Okay, <coughs> go. podcast. Previously on the Dirty Live podcast, we spoke to you about the Uber brothers, Andy Uber, Chris Uber, and Ugochuku Uber, who hail from Anambra South Senatorial District. They were up to some strange things. They were powerful, or are powerful, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Members of the same family. Yes. They have been on the same team. Yes. And on opposing sides. True. Um, I believe every single one of them has run for governor. I'm not sure if Ugochuku has. It's a rite of passage. I think they have all run for governor. Yeah. Um, two of them have held the Anambra South Senatorial State for, I think, a combi- mm-hmm. combined period of maybe 12 years or 16 years. These are some Southeastern Kennedys. Mm, that's how you see the Kennedys. Yeah. That could that could be right on the nose. Actually, I mean, you you like, you might be right on the money with that yeah, one. Yeah, they're, they're like right wing Kennedys. They're centrist Kennedys. There's less mean, democratic Kennedys. So it's like, yeah, they're everywhere. It's just like a yeah. And we spoke about the kidnapping of a sitting governor, Chris True. Ngagi. We did. Um, that happened on the tenth of July two thousand and three. Um, a kidnapping which he alleged was orchestrated by Chris Uba, who at the time was his godfather, mm-hmm. an allegation that Chris Uba vehemently denies. Mm. Now, today we are going to continue on our three facts because, you know, I realized our three facts were heavy hitters. And instead of just give you guys a less juicy version, we're just going to split it up mm-hmm. and keep it topical. So today's episode, we are simply focusing on Ugochuku Uba's election into the Senate in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for anyone who listened to last week's episode and who wants a little bit more juicy contextual goss on um Chris Uba and Andy Uba and Ugochuku. Ugochuku yeah. is the first son. Chris and Andy, you say How does it go? Check. I don't know. I can't remember the um, The human rights watch thing that I, I spoke about last week apparently was given to the human rights by Nkige. Yeah. And the crisis that occurs in 2003 in Anambra a lot of it surrounds Chris Uba, who was seen as God. He was trying to essentially consolidate power as the godfather of Anambra politics, mm-hmm. while his brother Andy was very close to President Obasanjo in Abuja and was in Abuja. And as Chris later says, I sent my brother, my elder brother Namdi to the Senate and now it's my turn. Um, enough. So this is this sending of his elder brother that he's talking about right nice. this is in 2003 do you find out his age 
No, go. Hmm. Um, there is an incident that occurs apart from this legal documentary. You know, I talk, I spoke to you about an incident that involves a stripping naked of Ngege at a shrine. The Okija Shrine. It's called the Okija Shrine Scandal. But it lets you, and it, where he supposedly also swears oath to Chris Uban, says that calamity will befall him if he does not um, uphold everything that Chris Uban wants. But then he says that as soon as he entered government office, Uba starts demanding about 3 billion naira at that time. 3 billion naira was about 13 million pounds for installing him as governor and because and asking Ngege to instruct the accountant accountant general of Anambra to send 860 million naira about 3.3 million pounds to Uba for a building contract um and that according to Ngege this, these are the things that led to his quick kidnapping <laughs> It's quick kidnapping uh, right after entering office. Mm. This is something that's very important to understand in Godfatherism. I'm getting this quote from a really interesting article. But um, you have to feel that there is an imperative of reciprocity, right? It's part and parcel of the relationship between godfathers and their protégés or their candidates. Mm. Because in each case, if you're winning political office using a godfather's political machinery and funding and efforts, the protégé is expected to reciprocate and support his political godfather with said office. Right. Um, there's a quote here that is said to be from Oyo State Governor Victor Oluluye. Money flows up and down. These honorable members, speaking of the Oyo State House of Assembly, during the election period, they want the patronage of the puppeteer. Afterwards, the money will flow in the opposite direction, back from the puppet to the puppeteer. Something's got to give. This life is give and take. Anyways, maybe sometimes you, they don't just want money. So in this case, we're talking about the person Chris Uba said he installed in the Senate. Senior brother. Ugojigo. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? How else did I say it? We need to put Nollywood music in the background of this. <laughs> Those high. Do you know that you said Nollywood music, and I started saying do, 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 do. Yeah, that just shows you that I've never watched. Yeah, that's movie. Juju or Fuji or something. I've never watched a Hollywood movie in my life. Yeah. I don't really watch movies, so please, nobody come. I'm talking me. about home video. You know, watch home video. Oh. Damn. Like I probably watched like if my grandma was watching, but that's like Yoruba. Mm. Um, you know that flute sound. That yeah. Yes. That's what puts in the background. This person had. Mm. Hmm? What'd you say? Why are you moving away? You know how powerful this mic is. What do you plan? <laughs> what do you plan to see? Anyways, back to the story. Mm. So, Nicholas Ugochuku contested on the 12th of April 2003 yes. general election in Anambra South Senatorial Zone. 
Nicolas Prince, Nicolas Ukachuku, was the candidate for the PDP in this general election. And he was declared the winner. Mm. Following his victory, Prince began doing as you do, reading the constitution of the Senate, preparing his move to Abuja, learning the ropes. While chilling in his house one day, just reading the constitution, he got a call. The Anambra State Resident Electoral Commissioner had cancelled his victory. And a gentleman who did not contest in the election was declared the winner. <laughs> Ezioku, he apparently called out, and ran straight to Oka, where the National Assembly Election Tribunal was sitting. <laughs> what type of abracadabra is this? I wish you guys could see Adisua right now. She's holding the book and she's reading it like a storybook, like she's reading to preschoolers. Mm. Now, it would have been understandable to him if the person who was declared the winner was perhaps the person who came second in the general election. But no, out of nowhere, Ugochuku Uba, an apparent stranger, was given his victory. <laughs> now, Ugochuku Uba, as I've mentioned, is the senior brother of Chris Uba, or sometimes referred to as Christian Uba by some. Mm-hmm. That at that point seen as one of the godfathers of Anambra politics. Yeah. It was said and also decided by the Supreme Court later on that he rigged Chris and Gugge into office. Everyone he funded for National Assembly held the seats of Anambra states in National Assembly. And the same was going to be said for Senate. A very important thing to note about Uguchuku Uba is that he didn't even come second in the PDP primaries for the seat. Some will say he didn't come anything. <laughs> Apparently he came fourth, I think. Fourth, okay. So in case you guys have seen this EADL harvest, Uzudima thing on, on Twitter, you're like, how did they do this? How did they swing out it? Bro, this thing been swinging for a long time in Nigerian <laughs> politics. <laughs> My friends. So the tribunal said, you know, declared Uba the winner. They took evidence and they said they found merit on his case and he was declared the true winner. Now, they're very, they're possibly legal um, arguments why why this is possible. Maybe everyone else who contested in the primaries did not do it legally or maybe the primaries were not legally constituted or that. I don't know, you know, because Shetima is currently vice president and Lawan was returned to the Senate and I, I don't know how it happened, but I know who can know. Our justices. Yeah, they would know. Now, obviously, um, Prince Ukachuku is not having this and he appeals. It's not what? He's not having it. Of course it's not. So he appeals. And he appeals to the Court of Appeal in Inugo. So now you have a showdown. Prince Ukachuku versus Ugochuku Uba. I'm just going to call him Prince. His name is Nicholas. And I'm just going to call the other guy Uba. At the Court of Appeal, you have three Lord Justices who are assigned to hear this appeal. Justice Okechuku Opene, the most senior, his lordship was um, appointed to the Court of Appeal in 1993. Mm-hmm. Justice David Adeniji, next in seniority, and the youngest in age and the youngest on the bench was a Justice K.B. Akas. So these are the three Donnies sitting on the bench that are going to hear the Prince versus Uba showdown. Mm. Now, while the court 
proceedings were going on. Prince says he began, him and his brother began to notice that Uba's personal assistant was always moving around with Justice Adeniji. And obviously this set off alarm bells. Because why is the PA? Of a party to a case hanging out with the judge. Yeah. To the case. Yeah. It is very peculiar. I'll give you that. So him and his brother decided, well, well, being trying to get their mandate back or get this mandate back, they're also going to spend their free time spying. Mm-hmm. And they found a Bonti Onuigbo, who is said to be a close friend to the PA, and they requested him to essentially be their eyes and ears. Mm. So now we have a double agent. <laughs> <laughs> they also said, at this point, a lawyer approached them. She said she knows Justice Okwene. So the PA is following Adeniji around, mm-hmm. right? Another, a lawyer walks up to them outside. I know Justice Okwene. And Interestingly enough, he doesn't have a house in Abuja. Where? In Abuja. But he has a plot of land. And his lordship was wondering if the brothers were willing to assist him with small cola nuts to enable this judge to complete his house. How would cola nuts? Oh, I see what's going on here. Now, to assure Prince that this transaction is genuine and not just somebody scheming. Mm-hmm. She took his brother to meet with the judge. So now the brother of the appellant is having closed door meetings with a judge sitting on the court of appeal, who then asks for 15 million naira to complete his house in Abuja. Since 15 million of 2003. When 15 million was 15 million. When 15 million was 15 million. And this is a sitting judge. So what did 15 million buy in 2000? In fact, let me just Google this. <clears throat> the Lordship also hinted that the Uber brothers had offered to assist him in completing his house. So he's just like, mm. 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 this is, hey. yeah, how far? And Prince Ogachiko says, me and my brother don't have 15 million dollars, 15 million naira to give any judge. So they start spying on the lawyer who came to come meet them. They start spying on this lady. <laughs> and they're also spying on the PA. Imagine this. You have it. You are sitting in front of courts. You have hired lawyers. You have now hired a double agent. Yeah. You are now telling a spy. Like, yeah. Uh, you are competing against the machinery of a state, supposedly backed or somewhat backed by maybe the president. Mm-hmm. Like you're 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 competing with a guy whose brother is the whose brother is like besties with the president. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Okay, now on the 15th of February 2004, they start noticing that there's a lot going on in Okwene's office mm. during. The day a white Mercedes Benz, the white Mercedes Benz had been coming and going, but on this day, IMS noticed that the lady lawyer who had approached the Okachuku brothers came to see his lordship with three Ghana Moscow bags. She, three big, four Ghana Moscow bags, go into a judge's quarters with the lady, and she goes home. Now, do you remember the Bonty guy, the double agent? Yes. Mm. He was a close friend of Uba's PA. 
Bonte says that one day he followed the PA to a guest house where Justice Adeniji was staying. So Okwena got his own Ghana Moscow's delivered in a white bath. Yes. Bonte double agent is double agenting well because he follows the allegedly follows Uba's PA to a guest house where Justice Adeniji is sitting. At the guest house, Bonty helps the PA bring down one Ghana go bag from the vehicle and carry it to the building. Mm. He said that he was panting because the bag was so heavy. And the PA chided his friend for panting, making fun of Bonty and saying, now only 12 million naira you they carry, you they pant like this. Mm-mm-mm. Apparently, at another time, the lawyer of this lady who was helping the judges as a middleman, drove to the same guest house. This time around, instead of one Ghana Moscow bag, it was three bags to the guest house of Justice Adeniji. Apparently, the judge gave him 10,000 naira, gave the driver 10,000 naira as a tip. Speaking of currency, I know what 50 million naira was worth in the year 2000. And what's it worth now? 174 grand. What's 174 grand now? That's like 174 million now. Thousand dollars. Yeah, that's like 174 million now. Now, yeah. Yes, 15 million in 2003 is like 150 million in 2023. Yeah, yeah. People are gonna stop. People are gonna stop listening to us. Yeah. Like, like if I was a listener, I might have put. I would, that, put, I would, I would put my headphones off. I'll just take my. I would, I would actually turn my phone off. Yeah. Yeah. I would throw. Like, I might have somebody might have thrown their phone away right now. Yeah. Somebody might have seriously thrown their phone you know, away right now. I was talking to my mom the other day. She told me that in the eighties, um, she remembers the day. She told me that when she was a kid, she remembers like in high school age. Yeah. She remembers in the eighties when um. Um, the dollar, I think, when the naira became three pounds, and her and her siblings and the whole family, the whole of Nigeria, really like it. Everyone was just like, What? Like, <clears throat> so you're telling me that to buy, um, what do you call it, a loaf of bread now costs, um, you get like they were just making yeah. it weird, and I was just like, Three pounds, that's crazy. Like, what's going on with the country? Ooh, and I was <laughs> over a thousand. Imagine seeing that in one lifetime. <laughs> It's actually too much. How much have we seen? And we haven't seen as much as them. It's funny because, like, we grew up in the 90s. Mm. And if my kidney is correct, which I think it is, in the 90s, the Naira range between, what do you call it? It ranged between, let me look at this word again. Yeah, in the 90s, in 1992, that's the year I was born. It was one naira to guess how much? It was nine point ninety one naira to a dollar. Uh-huh. Do you get? Like ten naira. Yeah, ten naira. When to, we were born. When I was born, 1992. Let's not. No, we're not talking about this. Yeah. We're, we're, you know what? We're not talking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cry off. I'm, I'm no, sorry. No, to cry no, off. no, I get it. I get it. We're so. not talking about this. But there's something interesting in the trend. No, no, no. We are not. The most. The only interesting thing I know. Right now, it's yeah. like I cannot. You can't deal with this. No, I'm not going for my cousin's wedding because a ticket on economy on freaking like Mar Air Maroc or some crazy thing mm. is like 1.8 million naira on economy. Air Maroc is the one that goes through um, Ethiopia? Morocco. Is it Morocco? Ethiopian Airlines goes through Ethiopia. 
Ethiopia. Yeah, so Morocco. Arab Morocco, Morocco, Turkish. All these places that I'll have to connect three, four times. Three, four times to get to Europe. Yeah. For 1.8 million naira on economy. No, no, no. Sorry to me. You guys, please. We're sorry. We're going back because I need you guys to know what happens with these Ghana Moscow bags. <laughs> Everybody has their problems. <laughs> and we're going to go back to these Ghana Moscow bags. But I don't, I don't want to say anybody who's listening to this. In case you listen to this, because I may, I run into, oh my God, I run into people who listen to this podcast. It's really exciting. I run into some people in Abuja and they're like, are you, are you Des? I was like, oh my God, yeah. Hi. Go kill me, Um, She is Des. So you have three justices on this case, as I said. Um, Adeniji allegedly has had cars pull up in his guest house with Ghana Moscow bags full of money. Um, Okmene has had a white Mercedes pull up in his office with Ghana Moscow bags allegedly filled with money. But again, the three judges, the three justices, mm-hmm. right? So, who do they send to the last justice? The lawyer, the driver, the PA? No, 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 no. Allegedly, the most senior justice, Justice Okechuku Okmene. The most senior justice, made a justice of the Supreme Court the year I was born, mm. allegedly went to the youngest judge. He visited him, said, how are you? How's the weather? How's your children? How's your family? Just, you know, how much is rice these days even? How's your home? Are you trying to move? <laughs> <laughs> and then... you have any big plans? You got any plans? Anything you're working on? Need some funding for? And then he tells the youngest judge, allegedly, he's like, yo, do you want to assist me? Because the governor is interested in this case. <clears throat> and this quote-unquote Ugochuku Uba should go to Abuja while the senator, elected by the people, on Obanambra, should yeah. go home. And apparently... Lord Justice Akas said, I have a long way to go in the judiciary and I won't want to swell my reputation at this point. Like, please, like, I, I'm just, you guys can do what you are doing, but like, I just got here. I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to, you know, you want me to be rotten <laughs> from jump, jumping and just pop off. And apparently, you know, when I tells Adeniji, like, that little kid is not playing ball, but we don't need him. You know, it's 2-1. He's refusing cola nuts. That's what he does. Like you, I love that they all call the cola nuts. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, he's refusing cola nuts. But either way, like, Uba is cool because it's two of us against one. It is said that Adeniji turned to the youngest judge and told him, a person who allows his head to be used to break a coconut will not live to eat it. On the day the judgment was to be read, the court was filled to a brim. You had Uba's supporters. You had Uba there. Ugochuku Uba's younger brother, Chris, the war general. The what? The one that they call war general. Mm. Allegedly pulls up with men, like policemen with guns, like Mopo. That he, you could even hear his siren in the court premises. Like he's a show of force, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people print this whole debacle was like they came to intimidate yeah like they came to let her know you also have some apka supporters who are there again i guess i think apka came second in the race so i'm i'm feeling they were probably feeling 
if the PDP guy is really not the guy who won the election, then why doesn't it go to us instead of some random guy whose name was not on the ballots? Mm. So there you have APCA supporters. You have a whole bunch of people. It's a very full courtroom. And judgment was to be delivered by nine. But of course, nobody came out until about around 11 a.m. Usually when a judgment is read, you have the leading judgment be read. And then you have, if there's a dissenting judgment, then you have the dissenting judgment to be read, right? But they decided to just go about it differently. So they told Justice Akas to read his judgment. He says, you know, he's the dissenting judgment as per, I'm not supporting Uba going to Mm -hmm. the Senate. And he delivered his minority decision. But when he was delivering it, the senior judge had announced that the youngest judge was going to give the read the um, lead judgment. So there was confusion because if it was the lead judgment. Why is it sounding like it's against us? Yeah. Onige Gerua says, Lord Justice Akas had no cola nuts in his mouth and turns out he was also not afraid of the coconuts. Mm-hmm. So he just was like, I'm not backing. Last of a damn breed. So, well, not when he retired. I don't know, check. I wonder if I wonder if they ever corrupted him or if he stayed clean. Anyways, after Akas gives his judgment, Justice After what? Akas. Justice Akas the How you spell it? A K A A H S. Okay. Yes, yeah, very interesting. Um Justice Opana starts giving his own judgment, which was going to uphold Uba's appeal. And that Justice Adeniji would give his concurrent ju- judgment, um, which would uphold Uba's appeal. At this point, Ukachuku, Prince and his uh, supporters, realized what was going on and there was an uproar in court. Mm. It turned into full pandemonium, like a whole melee. It was reported that the three justices, Okwene, Adeniji and Akas, had to run away. <laughs> to the point where Okwene was actually not able to conclude reading his judgment. Mm. So what happened after that? Well, Ukachuku sent a petition to the president, as well as the chief justice of the federation, as well as the chairman of the National Judicial Council. Chairman of the National Judicial Council is the chief justice of the federation. Um, And Anambra Democratic Vanguard also sent a petition to the National Judicial Council. Anambra Democratic Lawyers also sent a petition. Amamba Democratic Lawyers is the only ones who sent a petition against Justice Akas. Mm-hmm. And it found it was found that their uh, address did not exist and nobody knew who Anambra Democratic Lawyers was because the Anambra Democratic League also sent a petition. The National Judicial Council set up a panel of three justices headed by Justice Olabi Kolawole, Justice Olakomi, and Justice Darazo. Mm. The panel sat and the petitioners were called. They called witnesses, they called ETC. And the lords who were accused of Kulanot reception, Bene and Adeniji, were also called. In its report, the NJC panel found, and I quote, The allegations against the two Court of Appeal justices are very serious and sad. The evidence against the two justices is so overwhelming. They put their integrity as judicial officers in great dispute. The three justices of the Court of Appeal sat to, to hear appeals in Inugu. Only one of them, the youngest, did the judiciary proud. 
He is Justice K.B. Akas. Notwithstanding that Justice Okwene only had one year to retire from the bench, the panel recommended that he should be removed by dismissal from the judiciary to serve as a deterrence to others. Mm. With regards to Justice Adeniji, the panel rec- recommended that he re- be removed as a judicial officer by dismissal in order that he may serve as a deterrent to others. The National Judicial Council accepted the recommendations of the panel and recommended to the president that the justices be sacked. And on the 3rd of May 2005, President Olusegun Obasanjo approved the recommendations of the NJC and dismissed the two justices. That was the end of the story, though, because Justice Adeniji went up to court to challenge his dismissal from the bench. Mm-hmm. And in 2014, the Court of Appeal, his old job, struck out his appeal and held that it was incompetent. Notwithstanding, Justice Adeniji continues to maintain his innocence. Of course, he quotes God. He says, I will leave the rest to God. God knows those who contrive this callous act and he will surely judge everybody. He wants to clear his name and also receive his entitlements, i.e. his pension. You know what's interesting is I looked up Justice Aka's history and he did really well. He got elected to the Supreme Court Mm. in 2012. Mm. 73 now. He might still be on there. Mm. Enjoying his life. Happy man. Happy man, happy. He is the one that he was one of the presiding judges in the case that made Willie Obiano, uh, what do you call it, that upheld his election. Really? Mm-hmm. Fancy. Um, yeah, so that is the story of Ugochoko Uba's entryway into the Senate, which he, 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 he was a senator. <laughs> he was a senator. And then he left the Senate and his brother became a senator. Mm. The same seat. Same seat. That seat. I tried to find out about Nicholas, Prince Nicholas Ukachuku. Um, He was a member. So before this, he was a member of the House of Reps. 1999-2003, I believe, before he decided to try and go for Senate. So he was already a legislator. Um, I found... A sheet that says um, there was an EFCC case against him and 12 others in 2010 for allegedly looting the sum of 5.6 billion naira belonging to the Nasarawa state government through unexecuted contracts. It says the Nasarawa state gave him contracts and he took the money and didn't do the work. There's a whole lot about it there. You know anyone from Nasarawa? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Are they in Lagos? You know people from Nasarawa? I do. Yes. Hmm. Oh, wait, Nasarawa. No, I only know one person in Lagos. I was thinking Plato when he said Nasarawa. I don't know any people from Nasarawa. You tell me. It's also said that, it's also alleged that uh, Prince Ukachuku, through a construction company that also did not do any work, but got contracts looted money from the Bielsa state government. So like I don't know. Um he tried to run for governor recently. Oh. Um yeah. Under what? I think Afka or something. I don't think he made it past the primaries. Uh and yeah, he never got his senatorial seat. Is this his story with any good guys? I don't know. 
Most stories don't have any good guys. Most stories typically don't even have bad guys. Well, Nigerian stories tend to have a lot of bad guys. Ugochuku Uba, a senator for Anambra South, 2003 to 2007. 2007 is when I think Chris tries to become governor Andy and that whole INEC melee goes on. 2011 Andy Uba Senator Anambra South to May 2019 when Chris challenges Andy for the seats. They both lose out to Ifani Uba with an H. <laughs> that is the story of Anambra South Senator and that's particularly the story of these two judges and uh, this court of appeal case. What's the time though, right? Colanot versus coconut. <laughs> I know. I know. I was thinking about that. I was trying, that's, you have to name this episode that both of them. Colanot versus coconut, part one and part two. Colanot versus coconut. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Y'all have a, a lovely week. And next week, we are going to finish off with Awu versus Akintola. Ooh. Bye. Don't say bye, guys. No. So I'm seeing them next week. We don't say goodbye. We only say see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys.